Hello, my good friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 16. And this is going to be the readings from Monday, the first week of Lent 2023. Lent 2023, and we're going to do the readings from Monday, the first week of Lent. So let's begin with the uh, act of contrition. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray with me and for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Okay, and the entrance antiphon from Psalm 123. Like the eyes of a slave on the hand of their lords. So our eyes are on the Lord our God till he show us his mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay. Here's a question to everybody. Now, you know I brought up The Chosen and I actually think it's a wonderful show. Michael Voris just did a Vortex. Uh, he released it today. And um, he finally made a comment after almost two years. All right, two years since The Chosen's been out. And um, maybe three years, but still. He admits in, um, that it's a famous streaming show. And he started the Vortex and it was an image. He had a, you know an icon uh, above his left shoulder. And it was the image of Jonathan Rumi from The Chosen with these uh, arrows going back and forth on the left and the right side. And the bottom is saying, not my savior. And, um, <laughs> and uh, he um, pointed to like, all the, how Jesus comes back and forth and how Satan loves it when this happens. Like he pointed to the, he made a reference to the Jesus revolution, not directly to the movie, but the fact that a revival and the fact that there's a revival, I think in Audbury University, I think Aubrey University, if I'm pronouncing the name correctly, but, and the fact that the Jesus movement was a revival movement, was a revival that happened in 1968. And it became a big movement and started Calvary Baptist Church, a Protestant church. But still, nevertheless, it was a movement that began at that time. It was a revival movement. And, you know, he kind of made a reference because it was an ecumen The show is kind of ecumenical. I mean, in a sense, it is because you have... Baptists and uh, you know evangelical Christians like like Talis Jenkins, and you have a Catholic John, like Jonathan Rumi, and then Bishop Robert Barron, 
uh, has been on the on the round table, and there was another priest, and then there was there's a messianic Jew, and there's a uh, an evangelical Christian theologian, um, which I think is great and wonderful, and so it's kind of referred to as ecumenical because it's across the board, and there are people who work on the set who are appear to be Coptic Christians. I mean. Um, you have like people, a lot of people work on the set and the show is distributed by a uh, a Mormon distribution, a company that's owned by, by Mormons. It's a Angel Studios. Now, Boris doesn't like it. it he doesn't like it. I mean, he, he didn't say much about it. I know Taylor Marshall doesn't like it. Because he made a, a short comment about it in one of his podcasts, one of his YouTube video podcasts. He doesn't like it. Now, let me refer to this. Scott Hahn l- likes it. He does. Um, I think uh, Raymond Arroyo made, uh, had invited Jonathan Rumi on. And um, uh, Matt Fred on the Pints with Aquinas, interviewed Jonathan Rumi, right? And also, um, John Henry Weston, I know, interviewed Jonathan Rumi for the show. So why doesn't Mike, why Michael Voris, a church militant, St. Michael's Media Church militant, and why does Taylor Marshall not like the show? I even have a friend who doesn't like the show. Doesn't like it. Doesn't want to see it. She's She loves Jesus of Nazareth. Okay. So, what's the problem? Michael Voris, I know, loved The Passion of the Christ, Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ, when it came out. So does Taylor Marshall. All right? I mean, a lot of Protestants loved it. They jumped on the bandwagon. So why? Why? What's the problem with The Chosen? A lot of people loved Jesus of Nazareth, even though it had maybe it wasn't perfect. Even the passion is not perfect, you know, and The Chosen may have some things that people don't agree with. You know, there are things in there I didn't agree with at first. I don't agree with Mary giving birth to Jesus in pain. I don't believe she would have. A lot of Catholics, if you know your theology, you would know that she shouldn't have given birth in pain. Being the Immaculate Conception. Dallas Jenkins is not Catholic. All right? Now here's... And maybe there's a difference in understanding of the Incarnation from a Catholic perspective than that of a Protestant perspective. Orthodox perspective, we definitely could agree with, of the Incarnation. So what's the problem? Well, I think it's prejudice. I'm going to say it straight out. I think there's prejudice because Dallas Jenkins is not Catholic. And I think it's prejudice because The Chosen is not a Catholic production. It's something that I've said it before, I think, in in the past, that Catholics should be doing productions like these, but we're not doing it. 
I mean, Mel Gibson, here's the thing. He's a sev- uh, acidic Cavantes. I could never say the Latin correctly, but it means he doesn't think there's a legitimate Pope. All right? He's, he doesn't think. He's, he's basically, he's technically officially a schismatic. He's, he's an excommunicate, communicated from the church. He does it to himself. That's a fact. All right? He's Catholic, but he's Catholic enough that someone like Taylor Marshall and some Catholics like Michael Voris would accept it. And they'll love because the, the passion of Christ was, you know, he's a great actor. Mel Gibson, he's a, a, a you know, definitely a fantastic uh, director because he did a fantastic movie. The Passion of the Christ is a fantastic movie. Jim Caviezel started in it. Now, both Jim Caviezel and Jonathan Rumi are doing the Hollow app. Right, and someone like Mark Wahlberg is doing the the the, the Hollow app. So, what's the problem? The problem is, is because the Chosen is not a Catholic production, and and Dallas Jenkins is not Catholic. So there's a there's there's bigotry. There's technically bigotry. So you know, Gibson is just Catholic enough, right, and. Some a movie, uh, a mini series like Jesus of Nazareth, which came out years ago, is just Catholic enough. You know, I mean, obviously, no, because someone like um, Franco Zeffirelli, a great director, he passed away, is was Catholic, and I believe he was a homosexual, but we won't get into that. But it was Catholic enough. It was Catholic. You know, he showed Mary, Olivia Hussey, who played the Blessed Virgin Mary in the film, Giving Birth in Pain. You know, Robert Powell played a very, very uh, mesmerizing Jesus, but very stoic Jesus. Unlike Jonathan Rumi, who plays it, who played Jesus in a very um, accessible, expressive, human, but definitely, definitely uh, the div- the mystery of the divine is there, you know, in a sense, the way he plays, he plays him with a, definitely like a teacher. But it's a difficult thing when you want to portray someone of the incarnate word, the incarnate logos. So for someone like Michael Voris, I think it's because, for, well, I'm going to say it, just like this whole Catholic podcast, YouTube thing for Taylor Marshall, who is technically, who is, who definitely is an SSPX guy. And he, he loves someone like Archbishop Lefebvre, Marcel Lefebvre, uh, I think Michelle, I don't know his first name, but anyway, Lefebvre, who started the SSPX and basically excommunicated, uh, made, you know, cho- the SSPX is excommunicated from, from, from Rome because of their, of what Marcel Lefebvre did. But then, you know, the SSPX is not in union with Rome. They're Catholic, but they're not in union with Rome. And Marshall loves that sort of like Billy the Kid in, um, outlaw. He's an outlaw Catholic. <laughs> That's what he is. He's an outlaw Catholic. But someone like Michael Voris, who is, uh, Marshall is a rat trad. Voris is not. And definitely John Henry Weston is a rat trad. 
uh, Voris and the church milit- militant team are definitely partial to the Latin Mass, but they're Orthodox Catholic. They accept all the teachings of Rome, of Vatican II. All right? And they believe that the Novus Ordo is, is a legitimate Mass. Some people like John Henry Weston and Taylor Marshall have issues with Vatican II. Uh, question the teachings and the doc- documents of Vatican II, and they, the the question like because SSPX definitely questions the legitimacy of the Mass of the Norris Ordo, and that's a problem. So for definitely Marshall and Voris, I think have prejudice because the Chosen is not. It, you know, if Dallas Jenkins was Catholic, they would probably accept it even with questionable approaches. If let's say he, someone like Dallas Jenkins did the chosen exactly as it is now, or maybe it would probably be a slightly a bit more Catholic if he was Catholic, but he's not. And the, cho- the, the chosen has united and pulled together a lot of people. If Catholics are not going to do it, then, some, then the Holy Spirit is going to have someone like Dallas Jenkins do it. They love the chosen in Rome, in Italy. They love the chosen in Europe. The chosen is loved by everyone. So what's the problem? The problem is because it's not a Catholic production and it's not a Catholic show and the director is not Catholic. And I think it's stupid. So eventually now you find, you see, there's a lot of, a lot of division and I and I found myself now really in lock of horns with with Catholics with a lot of these and I and definitely it's because of business I mean seriously Michael Voris and his team they every year they do these like cruise ship retreats <laughs> you know to raise money it's a business church militant is Michael Voris's business uh you know the whole YouTube and Catholic media thing. They do great work. Don't get me wrong. Everything that, that Church Militant does is fantastic. They report on corruption in the church. They report on the bad behavior of the bishops, the corruption among the bishops, the, the cover-up, the sexual abuse cover-up. All those things are legitimately important. Okay, Taylor Marshall does good work although i don't agree with some of his, uh with his sspx leanings uh i think john henry weston and his life site news they do good work i don't agree i believe he ha- they have leanings towards this towards the sspx i don't like it you know that's what i don't like about the rad trads in some cases because their leanings towards the sspx and the fact that they they should what we should be doing is demanding better uh or uh nobis ordo ordinary masses to be done more reverently they should be demanding this and that's that's a problem with i think with these right you know rad trads is that they should be demanding more reverent nobis ordo masses instead 
running towards, you know, the Latin Mass is great. I don't, I think this, all this stuff that Pope Francis is doing is wrong. Even Raymond Arroyo, a couple of days on the, on his report on EWTN, what, what the, the coming down and the, and the persecution of, of, of the Latin Mass group is wrong. But why aren't we crying out for more reverent masses? That's what we should be crying out. Instead, instead of like running towards just the Latin Mass, because a lot of people don't know the Latin Mass. It's it's only for a very small segment of the population. I can't get to a Latin Mass. Here, the Basilica in my neighborhood does not do the Latin Mass. So why can't we have better reverent Novus Ordo Masses? More reverence, more beauty, more orthodoxy. That's my problem. Anyway, let's move on to the readings. All right, the first reading is from Leviticus, chapter 19, verses 1 to 2 and 11 to 18. Judge your fellow man justly. A reading from the book of Leviticus. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the whole assembly of the children of Israel, and tell them, Be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. You shall not steal, you shall not lie, or speak falsely to one another. You shall not swear falsely by my name, thus profaning the name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not defraud or rob your neighbor. You shall not withhold sovereignty. Um, you shall not hold overnight the wages of your, of your day laborer. You shall not curse the deaf or put stumbling block in front of the blind. But you shall fear your fear your God. I am the Lord. You shall not act dishonestly in rendering judgment. Show neither partiality to the weak, nor difference to the mighty, but judge your fellow man justly. You shall not go about spreading slander among your kin. You, nor shall you stand. By idly when your neighbor's life is at stake. I am the Lord. You shall not bear hatred for your brother in your heart, though you may have to reprove him. Do not incur sin because of him. Take no revenge and cherish no, uh, no grudge against your fellow countrymen. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. Psalm 19. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The decree of the Lord is trustworthy, giving wisdom to the simple. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The command of the Lord is clear enlightening the eye. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true, all of them just. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. Let the words of my mouth and the thought of my heart find favor before you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer.
Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. So, um, the first part, the Leviticus book, notice it, it, it kept on repeating over and over again, practically almost three times. The first line, you know, the Lord said to Moses, speak to the whole assembly of the house of the children of Israel and tell them, be holy for I, the Lord, your God am holy. First time. Then the second time it says, you shall not steal. You know, you shall not lie or speak falsely to one another. You shall not swear falsely by my name and profaning the name of your Lord. I am the Lord. Second time. And then he goes on, you shall not defraud, rob your neighbor. You shall not withhold overnight the wages of the day laborer. You shall not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block before the, the blind. Uh, but you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. And then again, you shall not act dishonestly in rendering judgment. Show neither partiality to the weak. No difference to the mighty, but judge your fellow man justly. You shall not go about spreading slander among your kin, nor shall you, shall you stand by idly, stand by idly when, when your neighbor life is at stake. I am the Lord. Okay, that's like right there. That's the third time, right? One, two, no, three, that's four times. And then finally the fifth time. You shall not bear hatred for your brother in your heart, though you may have to reprove him. Do not incur sin because of him. Take no revenge and cherish no grudge against your fellow countrymen. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Five times. Five times. The first time, you shall love the Lord your God. Right? Love the Lord your God. Or be holy. I'm sorry. Be holy. For I am the Lord. For I, the Lord your God, am holy. Be holy. There's a thing called theosis. Theosis is like literally holiness, becoming a saint. It's the aim that we're all supposed to do. Jesus said himself, be perfect for your heavenly father is perfect or be holy as your heavenly father is holy. And that in self, that right there is the whole point of our relationship with God. All right. We're made in the image and likeness of God. Love your neighbor as yourself. You know that if you ever look at Catholic art, iconography, the older ones, sometimes you would see above the God, the father, the halo is like a triangle, right? Like a pyramid. It points to the top and points down and then comes down evenly to the bottom and a horizontal. Now put, put yourself, put, put your, uh, picture yourself like on one side of the, the pyramid and then there's the other side of the pyramid and then there's a horizontal line and there's a line from you and then from any other person. It goes up point and the points meet like, like as a, as a pyramid does like a triangle. And that in itself 
is the relationship. Love the Lord your God. I love God. You love God. Because we love God, we also have to love our neighbor. Why? I'm made in the image and likeness of God. You're made in the image and likeness of God. And that point, and the cross, the cross is that, that place. Technically, if you look at it from the top of the cross and then the horizontal beam, it pretty much makes the shape of a pyramid. You know, with the part of the beam where Jesus' arms are, are across or spread out. That is holiness. That right there is, 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 is complete, total surrender to God. You and I have to surrender and we meet in Christ. Sainthood is someone who loves God. Loves God. And you're willing to do anything for God. You're willing to do anything for the love of God. You are willing to do anything for the love of God. I am willing to do anything for the love of God. And that means we have to, lo we have to love each other. And the, it's not an emotion, it's a will. That's something you have to remember. There's this part in The Chosen where Nathaniel, when Jesus told everybody, you know, the room be playing Jesus. Um, I've chosen you 12 as my apostles to be sent out. And the character of Nathaniel said, is there a ceremony I missed? And Jesus responds, this is it. Because I don't feel any different. And he's, I don't need you to feel anything to do great things. To love God, to love the Lord our God, to love the Father is the greatest thing. To love our neighbors ourselves is the greatest thing. To do great things. That's the perfection of God's love. That is the perfection of love. And that's what we have to do. You know, and you see this here like the law of the Lord is perfect. Refreshing the soul, refreshing the soul. The decrees of the Lord is trustworthy, giving wisdom to the simple. The law of the Lord is the word of God. Jesus is the law. Jesus is the word of God. He refreshes our soul. Okay, he is, he is perfection. He shows us true perfection. Sainthood is perfection. Loving God is perfection. Loving our neighbor, loving loving God's word, God's commandment, and loving our parents, loving our family is loving God. It's perfection. Perfection is restoring the image and likeness of God in our soul and also wanting the best for your, for your loved ones, for your friends, and for your neighbor. That is perfection. That right there is loving and wanting salvation for them is perfection. All right, let's move on to the gospel. Okay, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to... St. Matthew, uh, the verse before the gospel, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is a day of salvation. Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is a day of salvation. All right. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 25. 
Whatever you have done for the very least of my brothers, you have done for me. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I, am hung for I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer, answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from, depart, uh, from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and, and all his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. A stranger and you gave me no welcome. Naked and you gave me no clothing. Ill in prison and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison? and not minister to your needs. He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of the le least, one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And, the, and these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, this is something we have to pay close attention to just as in the book of Leviticus so in this passage of Matthew Christ is talking to the converted he's talking to Christians the sheep and the goat are Christians the question is all right first he only he knows who are the sheep and who are the goat. In the end of time, on the day, on the day of judgment. The problem is, is that which one are we? Which will which one will we wind up being? Will we wind up being sheep or will we wind up being goat? Alright? It's like separating the wheat from the chaff, from the thorns. The seed, the good seed, 
from that which is thorns and thistles. <clears throat> That's the problem here. Okay? Here he's saying to them, he's saying, you come into the blessed of your father before the foundation of the world. He comes as the son of man. The son of man is God. The son of man is God in the flesh. He comes as the king. He sits on his throne. He comes with all his, his, his angels. All right. He, all authority and power have been handed over to him. He is the son of man. So at the end of time, he separates, he divides his, his followers. Some are sheep, the sheep go on his right hand and the goat on the, the goat wind up on the left. Which one are we? Those who are sick, those who, who were in prison, those who were persecuted, those who were, you know, hungry and naked, they too are his followers. They too are, they too, they too belong to him. Now, whether they're baptized or unbaptized, we don't know. Because it doesn't say, but still, they're, they're definitely members of his body. Remember when St. Paul wound up, <clears throat> when he was riding to Damascus, he, he met the Lord on the way and the Lord said, why, Saul, Saul, why do you keep persecuting me? We are all members of his body here. When he says you, when you did it to the least of my kind, you did it to me. When you did it to, you know, whether you, whether the person is a, a Christian or not, whether we did the right thing or not, we do it to his followers. We do it to the least members of body. We do it to him. We show mercy or we don't show mercy. We do it to him. And yet this here is to those who wound up sheep and goat. That's the problem. Who do we want? Do we want to be that? Do, do we want to be a sheep or a goat? Do you want to becoming a goat because you're going to wind up going to the fire with the devil and all his angels? Do you want to be sheep because then you can enter the blessed of his father? That's the problem here. A lot of people are not paying attention. We have to be careful. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He is present now. He knows what's going on. The problem is, do we know what's going on? Are we behaving properly? Are we behaving like Christians? Or are we behaving hypocritically? Who are we? Who are you? Who am I? Which one are we? Oh, am I a goat or am I a sheep? Are you a goat or are you a sheep? Where are we going to wind up? In the blessed, inherit the kingdom prepared by his father before the foundation of the world? Or are we going to wind up going to the fire with the devil and all his, all his angels condemned for eternity? That's the question. The question is, we should think about that. All right. Let's say in our father, Hail Mary, O oh my Jesus, and the glory be in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild and wicked attacks of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will ever will be, world without end. God bless everyone, and I'll see you soon.